Welcome back to the Squirt Sports Podcast. I'm the host this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode 99. So we're 99 episodes through, and I got action-packed episode planned for you. The Astros have won the World Series. College basketball ramping back up for another year. Excited for the season of college basketball. College football we're rolling right now. NBA we're rolling. NFL always entertaining. So much more. Stay tuned for an awesome episode of Squirt Sports. Let's hop into it. Let's start up somewhere 99. How we always do with the headlines and the NBA. First thing I want to talk about in the NBA right here is the Kyrie Irving situation. Now, we're going to talk a little bit later in the episode, but I don't want to get to the politics of it right now. It's just, it's damaging the team. It's news right now. Suspended. Nets aren't playing too great. Kevin Durant missed two free throws the other night. Could have won the game for them. Didn't. Obviously, Steve Nash is gone. Emo Dalka might get hired. We're just going to have to wait and see, but Nets looking like a dumpster fire right now. A team that isn't looking like a dumpster fire right now and is in the Eastern Conference the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, I know they just dropped their first game of the season, but they're 9-1 right now. They're playing really, really well. Giannis Antetokounmpo, a little bit of an injury, uh, but this team's playing well. I'm not worried about this team at all. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Now, they can win the championship. Not 1,000% certain on that, but if their health if their health is there in the playoffs, they can play great in the playoffs, there's definitely a chance they can win another NBA championship. Giannis Antetokounmpo in the Bucks, rolling right now. Let's move to the NFL. We an action-packed week. The Dolphins won against... Chicago Bears. I want to start with this because Justin Fields, Chicago Bears are improving rapidly. Matt Eberflus, he's getting his defense figured out week by week. Cowboys wasn't there. Dolphins wasn't there. But that's not my worry because I know he can coach defense pretty well. He did with the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to do it with the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is making improvements week after week. He made it on Thursday Night Football against Commanders. He made it against the Cowboys. He's making it now against the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel said, hey, can you stop scrambling on us? 60-yard rushing touchdown, 178 yards on the ground. He's not just a runner, he's a good thrower. Justin Fields, get excited, Chicago Bears fans. Looks like he found a good one from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Justin Fields and Chicago Bears playing well right now, but Dolphins did come out with the win. Tutankh Veloa, Dolphins roll. The Bengals winning against Carolina Panthers. And this offense, when it wants to be, it can be good. Joe Mixon, when he wants to, he can have 20 yards, and when he wants to, he can have five touchdowns. Zach Taylor, when he wants to, can call up a lot of passing plays. And when he wants to, he can call up a lot of running plays for Joe Mixon. But sometimes, in games like against the Browns, they don't work at all. And they don't coexist with each other. And they can't really play that well together. They need to get things figured out. They played really well on Sunday against the Panthers. And they played really well two Sundays ago against the Falcons. But now, it's time to move on from that stuff. It's time to beat up on the good teams also. Not just the lousy NFC South. We're just going to have to wait and see on that. There's going to be a Bengals-Bucks game later in the year. We're going to see on that. Bengals... Got a good win, though, against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. The Packers, though, who they play terrible on Sunday. Go up against the Detroit Lions, and my guy, Aiden Hutchinson, gets his first career interception. Didn't had no interceptions at the University of Michigan. I watched every snap of Aiden Hutchinson's career at Michigan. No interceptions. But, um, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, interception on the one-yard line, in the end zone, whatever you want to call it. It was a throw to David Bakhtiari, and I don't get it, because it's fourth and goal, and you're throwing to a guy, and I don't even know if David Bakhtiari has any catches on his career. You're throwing to your left tackle, off your quarterback's back foot. I don't get it. Aaron Rodgers, underthrown pass, interception. Later in the game, another underthrown pass, interception. Packers really struggling right now. They just got to get things going. Aaron Jones can't really run the ball. He's hurt. Christian Watson's hurt. Romeo Dobbs is hurt. Sean Gary tears his ACL. Not looking like a playoff team right now. You know, earlier in the season when they're having a few losses to the Jets, to the Giants, you could say, oh, it's just a few bumps the road. They'll be fine. I don't know if you can say that anymore with the loss to the Commanders. 
the lost alliance. With all his injuries, I don't know how it's going to work out. Matt LaFleur, could he be on the hot seat? Jordan Love, obviously, is not going to be better than Aaron Rodgers, but uh, no, nah, I can't even forget that topic of giving him a chance. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers struggling right now. They need Apple's Colts, though. They're struggling more. They fired Frank Reich. They're bringing in Jeff Saturday to be their interim head coach. The last time Jeff Saturday coached a football team at any level was high school football in 2020. His team went a whopping three and seven. Three wins, seven losses. And you expect him to carry on to an NFL team where he hasn't, he probably doesn't have a relationship with most of the players in that team. Probably doesn't know personally most of the players in that team. But he's going to be their head coach for the rest of the year. When he's been on ESPN every single day of the week for the past however many years it's been. Now you expect him to be an NFL head coach. That's interesting stuff, me right there. He's not in that locker room every day this season. The coordinators aren't even top notch right now because. Nick Sirianni, a couple years ago, he left to the Eagles. You bring in Marcus Brady, you fire him. Matt Eberflus was your defense coordinator last season. He goes to the Bears. Now you have a new offense coordinator, a new defense coordinator. Not going to make those guys return head coach. They went with Jeff Sarada. It's a Jim Irsay type move, obviously. Colts, though. Let's see how it goes with Jeff Sarada. The Jets, they're rolling right now. Zach Wilson played pretty well on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. The talk has been, oh, Jets are playing well. But Zach Wilson can't throw the ball. Well, does Zach Wilson have to throw the ball that much again? He can run the ball pretty well. Their running game, you know, after the Brees Hall injury, I slowed down a little bit, but their defense is amazing. That defense can get better every year after year. CJ Mosley, Sauce Gardner, this is good defense, Miles. Good Jets team. That's why they beat the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. The Raiders blew a 17-point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is another experiment. Oh, let's bring in Josh McDaniels, and he'll do nothing. Denver Broncos try to eat and nothing, and now... Las Vegas Raiders are trying it. They're seeing it. Josh McDaniels can't do much. Derek Carr can't do much. Devonta Adams can't get involved this much. We're going to have to wait and see in the Las Vegas Raiders. Probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Maybe not next year. We're just going to have to wait and see with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Seattle Seahawks, though, got a great win on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, again, another home loss. When is it going to stop? I don't know. They're going to be at hard knocks now. Indianapolis Colts did pretty well in hard knocks last year up until the last game of the season. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. We're just going to have to wait and see, though. Geno Smith playing at an MVP level. Kenneth Walker running the ball like the rookie of the year. Seahawks playing well right now. The Los Angeles Rams should have won that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Tom Brady had other plans with 44 seconds left. That's vintage Tom Brady. But the rest of the game was not vintage Tom Brady. The rest of the game was about 2022 Tom Brady where you can't throw that well. That's what we've seen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, don't get too excited. One game-winning drive. Don't know if that's going to happen against a lot of other teams. They play Seahawks this week. We're just going to have to wait and see on my pick in that game coming up at Squared Sports Game Day. Coming up next. But uh, Buccaneers got a good win against the reigning Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs on Sunday Night Football got a great win against the Titans. But the defense struggling again. Malik Willis didn't get too many. I mean, Malik Willis is the most inexperienced quarterback in the NFL we've seen in years, in my opinion. He can't throw the ball that well. Yeah, he can use his legs. But I think teams are right not to pick Malik Willis so high. I think Mike Tomlin... I usually said the draft that they should have taken Malik Willis over Kenny Pickett. Now it's looking like the right move. I mean, Malik Willis couldn't get job at Auburn. He went to Liberty, did some stuff at Liberty in 2020, not so much in 2021. But then they took him in the third round. A lot of people thought he should have been first round. CLCX didn't want to draft him because they thought he was so inexperienced, and I don't really doubt them for that. Malik Willis looking really, really inexperienced right now. Remember when he got benched in the preseason for not throwing enough? I mean, he's not throwing enough. Right now we're seeing maybe a third option is better. I don't know. Ryan Tannehill should be back healthy this week, but Chiefs got the win Sunday Night Football. Lamar Jackson is about the exact opposite of Malik Wills. Lamar Jackson, scrambling quarterback, 
but he knows when to throw the ball. He knows when to throw the ball well. Ravens played great on Monday Night Football. Let's move to MLB. We have a bunch of news MLB. The Houston Astros took down the Philadelphia Phillies in six games to win their second franchise World Series. Cheating's over. Can't bring it up anymore. Can't. 2017 World Series, okay, you can bring that up right there. But now you can say, oh, Alex Bregman actually is a good player. This team does know how to rebuild. This team does know how to get good talent like Jordan Alvarez, like Jeremy Pena. This team does know when to get rid of good talent like Carlos Correa. Fran Valdez is a great pitcher. Christian Javier is a great pitcher. Justin Verlander pitched pretty well in the series. Astros, my World Series predictions pretty much came true. I said in six games, I said Jordan Alvarez would play well, maybe clinch it out. He did exactly that. Good World Series, but Houston Astros winning six games, brought some entertainment with some Phillies, getting a lot of home runs in one game, getting the game one win. But, you know, it was going to die out because I said they wouldn't be able to keep up with the Astros hitting. And at one point, that just stopped. They couldn't keep up with the Astros hitting. So, Astros, your 2022 World Series champions. Last thing the headlines right here, my New York Mets are bringing back Edwin Diaz, the first real deal of the 2022-2023 offseason. Edwin Diaz going back to my New York Mets. Five years, $102 million. Let's go. Edwin Diaz back in New York Mets. Bring up the trumpets a lot more this season. Let's see it. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, score sports game day. No, we roll. Pick the NFL's best games of the week. And we're going to get a perfect record. Let's hop into it. Browns versus Dolphins. I got the Dolphins this one. It's Jacoby Brissett's return to Miami. He was their starting quarterback for some games last year. But the Browns don't play well in this one. They're eager to get Deshaun Watson back. They're going to get him back in a few weeks. But uh, Dolphins win this one over the Browns. Cowboys versus Packers. You know, Packers... This is the game where, oh, maybe they can win this one because it's against the Cowboys team's coming off a bye. Well, bye week in the NFL means come back more refreshed, unless you're Xavier McKinney. So I get the Cowboys in this one. Packers not really refreshed right now. They need a bye week. I mean, this is 10 straight weeks they're playing. I mean, it's wild stuff here. Packers need bye week desperately. They're coming up on one, but Cowboys get the win over the Packers. Seahawks versus Buccaneers. I'd love to take the Seahawks in this one, but I think the Bucs' rush defense stops Kenneth Walker. I think they limit Geno Smith a little bit. Give me the Bucs in this one over Seahawks. Vikings versus Bills. If it's Case Keem starting versus Josh Allen starting, I get the Bills in this one. You need to get that run game going a little bit with Naeem Hines. I know we all love Kirk Cousins after the awesome video of him on the plane last week, but Vikings, it's been, it's been interesting for me because you play one good team all year in the, in the Philadelphia Eagles and you get stomped on them. I'm in the net football. Yes, I know that's primetime Kirk Cousins. And he's never going to do well in primetime. But I got the Bills in this one over the Vikings. Titans versus Broncos. If it's Malik Wilson versus Ryan Tannehill, I get the Broncos in an upset. They're fresh off a of bye week. Russell Wilson gets to nurse his hamstring injury a little bit more. Getting the Broncos over the Titans. Got good mode after a win against the Jaguars. Broncos over the Titans. Saints versus Steelers. Saints are going to be up on the bad teams, and they're going to get killed by the good teams. We saw that in their game against the Las Vegas Raiders, and we saw that in their game against the Baltimore Ravens. Give me the Saints to this one in a blowout over the Steelers. Colts versus Raiders. Colts have been pretty bad this year, but the Raiders have been worse. With that being said, I'm taking the team that's been worse this season in the Las Vegas Raiders over the Indianapolis Colts. Let's see how Jeff Saturday does. I'm interested. I'd love to see Jeff Saturday play coach well, maybe lead this team to couple more wins, nine wins this season. Something insane like that, but uh, I get the Raiders this one over the Colts. Cardinals versus Rams. Sean McVay typically owns Cliff Kingsbury. He typically wins his matches against Cliff Kingsbury, but in this one, 
I get the Rams to win this one again. Sean McVay, he needs to get going. Maybe he'll give Cam Akers more tries. They really should have won that game at Tampa last week. The defense played well up until the last drive. So I'm going to take the Rams this one over the Cardinals. Get a good bounce back win for the reigning Super Bowl champions. Chargers versus 49ers. I got the 49ers in this one, but Chargers been a little bit shaky. I know their record's are really good, but almost lose to the Falcons. Cleo Mack had to save you in that one. Cameron Dicker, the kicker, gets a game winner for you. I think this 49ers team is progressing well. It's in SoFi Stadium, so there's obviously going to be more 49ers fans there. So uh, Christian McCaffrey runs the ball well in this one. Played well last game in SoFi Stadium. It was only two weeks ago because they had bye week last week. Game four is against the Rams. They played great. So I got them winning this one over the Chargers in SoFi Stadium. Christian McCaffrey has another great game against the Chargers defense. That's about for Squared Sports Game this week, everybody. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five college basketball hot takes. Now, if you follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports, you would have seen my hot takes already. I think I put seven out there. But this week, this episode, I'm putting five of those hot takes out here right now. And I strongly believe in these college basketball hot takes. There are a lot of comments there saying, oh, your takes are amazing, your takes are terrible. So listen to these takes right now and hear my explanation on them. My top five college basketball hot takes, starting out with number five. Number five. The Michigan Wolverines win the Big Ten. Go blue. This is not me being biased. Michigan has the best big man in the country, potentially, in Howard Dickinson. Jed Howard, 21 points in his Michigan basketball debut, son of Jawan Howard. Jalen Llewellyn, transfer from Princeton University. He played pretty well in his debut. Toby Bufkin, guard, sophomore. He's playing well. Joey Baker, grad transfer from Duke. He can shoot the ball well. I really like this Michigan basketball team more than I did last year. Michigan basketball team last year, I just said the feeling that it wasn't going to work out because Caleb Houston was just a sharpshooter and he couldn't shoot that well at Michigan. Musa Diabate was a five-star, but he wasn't really the type of five-star that blows the door off of you. Now, I think this Michigan team more balanced than last year's team. Michigan, number five, they win the Big Ten. Number four, Houston Cougars go undefeated in regular season play. They played two ranked teams all season long in Oregon and Arkansas and Alabama. Oregon and Alabama. Not Arkansas. Oregon and Alabama, the only two ranked teams they play all season. And then against the easy American Conference schedule. The AAC schedule is pathetic. Next season might be better when Memphis has a few better players. They'll have Mikey Williams next year, another five-star. But uh, for this season, I think the American Conference gets owned by Houston. They go undefeated in the regular season. They go undefeated going into March Madness. Not saying they're going to win March Madness. They go undefeated going to March Madness. This is a really good Houston team. They're going to beat up on their American Conference opponents. Give me Houston going undefeated in the regular season. Four. Number three, Trace Jackson Davis, big man out of Indiana, wins the Wooden Award. Now, if you don't know what the Wooden Award is, it's basically the MVP, the Heisman, the most valuable player of college basketball. This year will be Trace Jackson Davis. I thought he could leave after the 2020 season. He said, I'm a stay. I thought he could leave after the 2021 season. He said, I'm going to stay. 2022 season, he's staying. So let's see how it goes with Trace Jackson Davis. He's under Michael Woodson. This is going to be a better team than last year. I'm excited to see them play. I got Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana winning the Wooden Award. They're going to play through him. He played well in his debut. Trace Jackson Davis wins the Wooden Award. Number three. Number two, North Carolina Tar Heels. Ranked number one in the AP poll right now, but not in the scored sports poll. All of my top five teams next week in college basketball. But I think North Carolina... They take a massive step back this season. Yes, they brought back a lot of talent. I mean, a lot of talent. They brought back both their guards. They brought back Caleb Love. They brought back Armando Baycott. But people easily forget this North Carolina team was an 
I think they were an eight seed last year NCAA tournament. That's not so good. They're about average in the regular season, except for their win against Duke that basically saved them a spot in the NCAA tournament, or else they wouldn't have made it. So this North Carolina team, we easily forget how bad they were in the regular season last year, and we get overshadowed by their NCAA tournament run. Kind of like UCLA in 2020. Great tournament run, not great in the regular season. The next season, go out and do basically nothing. I think we expect that from North Carolina season. That's my second best hot take. North Carolina disappoints all of us. Doesn't live up to that number one ranking at all. North Carolina doesn't live up to that number one ranking. Number two, number one, the Duke Blue Devils win it all. I think we get a final four of Duke, Creighton, UCLA, and Michigan. UCLA returns a lot of talent this year. Duke just brings a lot of great talent. I'll talk about that in a minute, though. Creighton, get Baylor Shireman, great transfer at South Dakota State, sharpshooter. It's one of Greg McDermott's best teams. I think they make the final four. The team I have winning the big dance at the end of the year is Duke Blue Devils. Not by his pick in any way. Jamie Roach, guard, coming back for his junior season. You got Tyrese Proctor coming in. You got Derek Lively, number one recruit. You got Derek Whitehead, number three recruit. Kyle Flipkowski, number two recruit. Mark Mitchell, like number 12 recruit. Great team, led by freshmen. Yes, you have 11 new players. I know that. But they're going to develop throughout the season. This is a much better team than last year. I think. From what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing, this is a much better team than last year's team. Last year's team fit the NBA so much better. Trevor Keels fit the NBA. Paolo Boncaro fit the NBA. That's what we're seeing right now. I think this year's team is going to be more bought in than last year's team was. I think they win the national championship. Those are my top five college basketball hot takes. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, didn't know everybody. This week's didn't know. It's a great one. Did you know Alabama court? Bryce Young, Heisman winner, national championship runner-up, SEC champion. We all love Bryce Young because he's won the Heisman. He's done all his accolades and stuff. But in his seven career road games, six out of the seven have been one possession, and three of them have been losses. Texas A&M, Tennessee, and now LSU. Then you get those one possession games against Florida, against, not against Arkansas. I'm not counting the Arkansas game as a road game because Bryce Young pretty much didn't play that game, and if he did play that game, it probably would have been a one-possession game because Jalen Milrow doesn't make that 90-yard touchdown to get them the two-possession lead. It kind of seems like Bryce Young plays down to the level of his competition. LSU in 2020. Texas A&M in 2022. Touch stuff right here by Bryce Young and Crimson Tide. You could say Bryce Young's the best quarterback Alabama's had, maybe ever. I'd like to strongly disagree with that statement. He does a lot. You see that play against LSU in the final minutes where he gets that touchdown, scrambles, gets a touchdown, Ja'Cory Brooks, whatever it might have been. But then earlier in the game, you see that in the red zone on the goal line, he does too much and throws an interception. Alabama is built on a quarterback like Mac Jones, like Tua, like Jalen Hurts, who will just step up in the pocket, deliver, not get too many turnovers. Jalen Hurts got the boot because he got too many turnovers. Tutank Velo did not turn the ball over much. He didn't try to do too much with his legs. That's why they won a lot of games. That's why they made two national championships with Tua. That's why they were great with Tua. They probably would have made a third national championship if Tua doesn't tear his hip. So... That's my opinion right there on Bryce Young. He's not fit for the NFL in my eyes, but did you know that Bryce Young, in six of his seven road games, they've all been one possession, and three of them have been losses. Texas game should have been a loss. Maybe Florida in 2021 should have been a loss. LSU, Tennessee, and then another loss. So, yeah, just Bryce Young likes to play down to the level of his competition. Auburn game in 2021, you're going to quadruple overtime. That's my thoughts right there. Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
Now, around the bases, and we just wrapped up the 2022 MLB season with the Houston Astros win the World Series. But now, we're going to talk about the 2022-2023 MLB season. We're going to see some new players on some new teams. My World Series, my off-season hot stove predictions. I'm going to give you five predictions for five players will land, get trade, free agency. Let's hop into it. First one, I think Trey Turner goes to the Mets. I think Trey Turner loves City Field. He said he loves City Field. I think he wants to beat up on his old team, the Washington Nationals, for trading him. I think he wants to beat up on the Braves again, the Marlins, the Phillies. Like, you know, he obviously said that he'd love to play with Jacob DeGrom because he doesn't have to face him then. But if Jacob DeGrom is a Met or isn't a Met, I think Trey Turner still is a New York Met. Trey Turner goes over to the New York Mets. It's going to be tough to figure out the situation with Lindor, McNeil, Guillaume, Beatty. We're just going to have to figure it all out. But I think Trey Turner goes over to the New York Mets. Next one, I think Aaron Judge stays a New York Yankee, but I think they lose a lot more talent. I think they maybe lose Andy Rizzo, who just opted out of his deal. We're just got to wait and see. But the Aaron Judge stays a Yankee at a cost. Next one, Shohei Otani does get dealt. Where it's the Mariners, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Rangers, whoever it might be. They said they're not going to trade Shohei Otani, but deep down, I think they will. Shohei Otani does get traded this offseason. Another prediction. Next one. Jacob DeGrom, all-star, World Series pitcher, great player. I think he goes over to the Texas Rangers. Jacob DeGrom, a little bit of an introvert. A lot of pitchers are introverts. It's okay. But he's not a big market guy. I don't know how much he loves New York. I don't know how much he loves New York City, whatever it might be. I think he's going to go over to the Texas Rangers, gets to live in Dallas, gets to live a normal life, away from New York media, away from every controversy. Maybe they'll take care of him a little bit better. I think New York Mets, I think it's just a good time to move on from Jacob DeGrom. Tough for me to say he's a Mets fan. Love to keep him, but I'd also like to get Trey Turner, a couple other guys. Instead, I want to keep Brian Nimmo, Jacob DeGrom, to Texas Rangers. And the last one right here, Carlos Correa heads over to the Boston Red Sox. It's not even a question. Carlos Correa is leaving the Minnesota Twins. That experiment flailed horribly with the Minnesota Twins. It worked out first, and then it failed. So I think Carlos Correa goes over to the Boston Red Sox. Where does that leave Xander Bo- Bogarts, Rafael Devers? We don't know yet, but I like Carlos Correa. To the Boston Red Sox. Thought it would happen last offseason. It didn't. This offseason, Carlos Correa to the Boston Red Sox. That's my offseason prediction for the MLB. That's about for around the bases this week. So here's my College Ball Showcase Squares Sports. Second week of the college ball playoff rankings, squared sports college ball rankings. Week two, let's hop into it. You know how we roll 25 to 1. Let's do it. 25, Illinois, the lineup. They struggled last week against Michigan State, getting their second loss this season. Run game wasn't there. Tommy DeVito wasn't there. Ryan Walters' defense wasn't at perfection. So I think they slide down all the way to number 25 for me. 24, Kansas, go Jayhawks. They get bowl eligible the first time since 2008. Go Jayhawks. They get bowl eligible number 24. Number 23, Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall, been playing great. Jamie Chadwell, great head coach. Here's the thing I want to bring up right here. If Jamie Chadwell goes over to the Auburn Tigers, if they can't get Dan Lanning, if they can't get Lane Kiffin, take a real hard look at Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. Because then you get a good senior quarterback in Grayson McCall. Grayson McCall, a junior right now. You better believe he's going to bring Grayson McCall over with him to Auburn. You better believe he's going to make him a starting quarterback. Wouldn't that be interesting? I said it could happen last year with LSU. They didn't want to do it. Maybe Auburn wants to do it this year. Jamie Chadwell over to Auburn with Grayson McCall. That'd be interesting. Number 23, Coastal Carolina. Number 22, UCF. Big game this week against Tulane. You're going to see my pick for that later on in the segment. 
and 22. UCF, number 21, Notre Dame. Three losses on the season. First two weeks of the season, Ohio State. Marshall, tough loss to Stanford, but a dominating win against Clemson. They're number 21 for me. Go Notre Dame. Number 20, Kansas State pick up their third loss of the season. Kansas State, just tough. I mean, you should have started Will Howard and over Adrian Martinez. You didn't, but you lost the game to Texas. You know, you have a few games in there that you should, probably shouldn't have lost. You probably shouldn't have lost to Tulane. You probably shouldn't have lost TCU, but both your quarterbacks get hurt, Adrian Martinez and Will Howard. And then you dominate Oklahoma State. I thought you could have won that game against Texas if you had Will Howard at quarterback. They didn't, so they slide down. Number 20 for me. 20, Kansas State. Number 19, Washington. Go Huskies. Big game this week against Oregon. 18, Texas. Big game this week against TCU. They can solidify their ranking. Maybe have a shot. The Big 12 Championship, New York Six Bowl, whatever it might be. Texas, 18. 17, Liberty. Great win against Arkansas. I picked Arkansas on that one. They didn't win. Liberty playing really well right now. Hugh Freeze making a look at the Auburn job. 17, Liberty. 16, Tulane. Green Wave. Big game swing against UCF. You're going to have to wait and see my pick on that one. They're my highest ranked group of five team. Number 15, Penn State. Nittany Lions. Britton Strange. Sean Clifford needs to graduate, but whatever it might be. Drew Alar came in. Coached the decision. Played great against Indiana. We're just going to have to wait and see how the rest of the season rides off Penn State. Sean Clifford or Drew Alar? We're just going to have to wait and see. Penn State, 15. 14, North Carolina, go Tar Heels. Big matchup this week against Wake Forest. That can solidify your season. That can propel you maybe to AC Championship game. Maybe the slightest chance of college ball playoff berth. I doubt it, though. 14, North Carolina. 13, Utah. Still at two losses on the season. Still playing well. Utah, 13. 12, Clemson. This is fun for me. I had Clemson at eight last week, and everybody came after me saying, how do you have Clemson all the way down at number eight? How do I have Clemson down all the way to number eight last week? Well, because I knew they were fraud. I knew they were fraudulent. And they showed it against Notre Dame on Saturday. This Notre Dame team is no amazing Notre Dame team. They have lost to Marshall and Stanford. And you just got boat raced by them. So, uh, Clemson for me, number 12. Number 11, Ole Miss. Go Rebels. Big, big matchup this week against Alabama. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. Number 10, Alabama. Alabama, obviously the tough loss to LSU, ending their college ball playoff hopes and all matter. Alabama, number 10. USC, number 9. USC just squeaks by teams every week. Oregon State, they squeak by them. Arizona, they squeak by them. Now, Cal, you won by six points. So, USC, number nine, but mm, shaky number nine. Number eight, LSU. You can say, how do you have LSU all the way down at number eight? You should have them higher. College ball playoff committee has them at number seven. But this LSU team, don't forget, lost to Florida State, lost to Tennessee. I love this LSU team. I hope they have a chance to make the college ball playoff. I said about a month ago that they were had a shot to do the first Two lost team made college ball playoff. And that was before Alabama game. Four any of these games. LSU, number eight. Number seven, UCLA. The Bruins have just outplayed LSU this year. And I'm not going off that game last year. With, I mean, I can't go off last year. UCLA dominated LSU. UCLA, though, is a very good team in my eyes. They dominated Arizona State. Dorian Thompson-Robinson did Dorian Thompson-Robinson things. And they're number seven, UCLA. Number six, I got to give Oregon their respect. They have a win over UCLA. They have a big game against Washington this week. Oregon. Six. For five, TCU Horn Frogs, not in my top four right now. You get close wins, you have to come back from behind in the fourth quarter versus Texas Tech. No, Texas Tech team is not very good. You have a few comeback behind wins against Oklahoma State, Kansas State, big match against Texas this week. You have to wait and see in my prediction. Number five, TCU. Number four, Tennessee. The reason why Tennessee is still in my top four is because they only give up 27 points to Georgia. I know it seems like a lot more than that, but if you get a rematch with Georgia on a neutral site, Maybe a shot in that one. Maybe you run the ball what better. 
That Alabama win obviously diminishes a little bit right now, but that LSU win skyrockets because you dominate LSU in Death Valley, noon kickoff, whatever it might have been. That's a great win for you right there. That's why you're in my top four because you dominated LSU on the road for Tennessee. Number three, Ohio State Buckeyes. You play in the elements against Northwestern and you go down 7-0. You play terrible. Pure Ryan Day. Number three, Ohio State. Can't play in the elements. That's why you're going to lose to Michigan again this year. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Michigan Wolverines go blue. Show my bias. I always show my bias to Michigan. Go blue, Michigan. Run the ball great. Few scares early on that game against the Rutgers go down at halftime. But then you get three interceptions in the second half. Blake Corn plays well. I know he had a little bit of dehydration issue going on there. But J.J. McCarthy spin the ball well enough. Dolphin Edwards played well. They're number two for me. My Michigan Wolverines go blue. And number one, Georgia. I had them number one last week. And I was right. I said they would demolish Tennessee 38-13. to they won 27 to 13, so close enough. Georgia, number one. That's about my top 25 college football showcase. Second week, the Squirt Sports College Ball Playoff Rankings. If that's the comment section, that's about for my top 25 this week. Now, the hot takes for college football this week. We're entering into week 11. Let's do it. College ball. Showcase hot takes the week. We'll start out with a banger, a good one, a hot one. Alabama stomps on Ole Miss. This Ole Miss team, a little bit overrated in my eyes. You got good against Kentucky, but if Will Levis doesn't fumble that ball, if they don't get a legal formation penalty to play the four, you lose that game. You go down at halftime to Vanderbilt. You didn't play well in that one. You got boat raced by LSU in the second half. You almost lose to AM on the road, but it's at night, so I'll give you respect right there. I think Alabama, though, I think they're just too good of a team. They exposed Ole Miss last year. They might be able to do it again. Then keep up with Ole Miss's scoring. They could stop Jackson Dart a little bit. I got Alabama stomping on Ole Miss in the Grove on the road. Alabama gets a convincing victory over Ole Miss, maybe solidifying their chances at near six bowl. Alabama, obviously not on the running for college football playoff, but if they were in any, any world, any chance, this would help them. Alabama stomps on Ole Miss. Next one. This is a fire one. Arkansas gets the upset over you-know-who, LSU. LSU, we all love how they played last week. But don't forget, losses to Florida State. Lost to Tennessee. Blowout loss to Tennessee. They lost to Arkansas last year. I know KJ Jefferson, Arkansas just lost to Liberty. I know that. I know they have four losses on the season. But Drew Sanders is an amazing linebacker. Bumper pull, amazing linebacker. Raheem Rocket Sanders, KJ Jefferson, Jane Hazelwood. I really love this Arkansas football team. Sam Pittman, you get a great win. Maybe getting a chance at a better bowl game. Arkansas beats LSU in Arkansas in Fayetteville. Let's do it. Go Razorbacks. Woo pig over LSU. Next one. Mississippi State gives Georgia a run for their money. The last time Georgia visited Starkville, they went down most of that game. It was JT Daniels' first career start at Georgia, and they were down most of that game until the end, but Mississippi State choked a little bit. I think we see something like that right here. Will Rogers is going to play well in this one. I think he started that game also. Will Rogers plays well in this one. They play well enough. They keep up with Georgia. Maybe a 10-point loss or one possession loss. Definitely not what the spread is saying right now. Mississippi State keeps closer than you think versus Georgia. Next one, the group of the five battle, UCF. Ends Tulane's perfect run. It's in New Orleans. Maybe college game day should have gone there. That would have been fun. But it's in New Orleans. I got the UCF win this one. Johnny's Plumley's a great quarterback. This UCF defense is amazing. They stomped on SMU a few weeks ago. They stomped on that offense. Tanner Mordecai 
had 10 touchdowns last week, and UCF shut down that offense. Yeah, yeah, you get my respect. UCF ends two lanes, not perfect run, near perfect run. They end their group of five, New York six bid, whatever it might be. UCF ends that. They're playing well right now. UCF losses to Eastern Carolina and another team. But uh, UCF ends two lanes, perfect run. Washington cuts closer to Oregon. This is a fun rivalry always. It can always be close. People forget. Oregon almost lost to Washington State earlier in the season. They still got boat raced by Georgia. This is a much better team than that. But still some close losses. This Washington offense is very good. Michael Pines Jr. They cut it close versus Oregon. I think Oregon wins this one still, but maybe by one possession only. Oregon squeaks by Washington in this one. Next one and the last one, the game of the week. Texas versus TCU. Can Texas end TCU's perfect run? Yes, they can. Bijan Robinson, Quinn Ewers. I was really thinking about picking TCU in this one. That I see. Oh, it's a night game at DKR Stadium. Yeah, they're gonna be hyped for this one. Quinn Ewers plays well. He balls out. Bijan Robinson balls out. They play well. Defense plays well. Good game to get up for. They dominate TCU in this one. Maybe 45 to 14. We're just gonna have to wait and see. I'm excited to watch this one. Texas beats down on TCU. Those are my hot takes. That's my college bus showcase this week. Leave it thoughts in the comment section. Now, at the buzzer, the last segment of episode 99. This week's at the buzzer, I think Odell Beckham Jr. goes over to the Baltimore Ravens. This is a very good Baltimore Ravens team. They lack one thing, receiving group. Rashad Bateman's out for the year. Devin DuVernay is not wide receiver one. Odell Beckham Jr. is fully healthy now. I think it fits perfectly with the Baltimore Ravens. It's a good long-term plan. I think last year, he was looking for a one-year rental to win the Super Bowl. That's exactly what he did. A one-year rental, and he won the Super Bowl. This season, I think he's looking for a fun place, but also a place that maybe he can cement his legacy, play the rest of his career at. If Lamar Jackson stays a Raven, you better believe Odell Beckham will too. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is the perfect person for this Baltimore Ravens team. The Baltimore Ravens are perfect for him. That's my at the buzz this week. Odell Beckham Jr. over to the Baltimore Ravens. They tried it with Deshaun Jackson to be a wide receiver. He can't cut it. Odell Beckham will cut it. That's my for at the buzz this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, the best for last question day. This week's question day is, who's the best team in the NBA? Milwaukee Bucks are the best record, but is it the Golden State Warriors? Is it Miami Heat? Is it Cleveland Cavaliers? Could it be Los Angeles Lakers? Leave your answer in the comment section. Who's the best team in the NBA? That's bad for question day this week. That's bad for Squirt Sports Lane, Frank Epson 99. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram, at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter, at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, view, best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week for an awesome action pack episode number 100 to commemorate Squared Sports. That's about for Squared Sports at Lane Freight episode 99. Stay tuned.